Hey, welcome to the podcast. Um, I want to share some exciting news with you before I jump into the episode today. I started a YouTube channel and I know I've mentioned it a couple times that I'm the podcast will be on the YouTube channel as well, but I'm also putting other videos, tips, tricks, um, some inspiration, just things that are on my mind, um, different things that I I feel that would help you get through your day and go from surviving to thriving and be able to take what you're going through and turn it around into something that is useful for you. So go check out my YouTube channel. Um, I think my kids finally are like, oh, mom, you finally arrived because who cares about podcasts, but you've got a YouTube channel. Like, so yeah, so apparently I've arrived now that I have this. Um, According to all the teenagers out there, Tammy Marie Coaching, just go and search for it. Um, I'll also put a link in the show notes here, but please subscribe, comment, listen, share it with your friends. Please um, just spread the word. If you know of someone who could benefit from it, just send it off. Just send them, send them a message. I would deeply appreciate that. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. I just got off the phone with a friend, and it's one of those conversations that she, she said something. She asked me a question, a question that we we always we have um, we have conversations, you know, quarterly. Um, she lives in Mountain Home, Idaho. So it, she's far. And I, so I don't get to see her often. We don't connect a lot. We both have busy lives. But when we do talk, there's something that happens. And she gets me thinking. Like I look forward to seeing her on my calendar because I know God is going to do something big when we are, when we're talking. And she asked me this question. I did not realize it was going to reveal a piece of God to me that I hadn't seen before or haven't haven't experienced I didn't realize where she was going or what she was doing I don't even think she really realized it either um some days I wish that we record our conversations just so I can get the quote the thing that she said so I can just meditate on it and go back to the word and look at what she said in light of knowing scripture but it started out simple she's like hey I was just I was thinking about your tattoo and, and it got me thinking. And now um, my tattoo, if you can see, it says, choose joy. 
the story behind my tattoo, I got it on my 10th wedding anniversary. It was a little over three years after my husband died. And I, I felt it was time for me to take off the rings, but I wasn't, I wasn't quite ready like that, that symbol. And, and if you've been through it, you know, that, that moment where it's okay, it's okay to do that. It's like, you feel like you're ready, but you're not ready to set them down. You're not ready to get rid of them. You're not ready to, to let that go. And at the time, it's when you're in that, you think that those moments mean that you have to let things go. And I, and I know now that you don't have to set down your grief to, to live your life, to thrive in life. You don't have to set that moment. I didn't have to, to physically set down that ring. Does not mean I need to emotionally or spiritually set down the ring? But I wanted something. I wanted, I wanted something to remind me something that was on me permanently. And I decided to go get my first tattoo. And my friend Lindsay went with me and she's precious. And um, I just, I remember her standing there with me. Um, and it was a big deal. It meant a lot. It was emotional. And I knew she was the right one to go. And so I got Choose Joy. How I chose that is from the day one that the moment I felt, well, the moment I heard the news that my husband died, that my husband was killed in action, I also felt God saying he was right there with me and that it wouldn't ruin me. And it would not, that would be hard. Like I've mentioned before, hard is definitely an understatement. It's been a struggle. I have fought for, for my kids. I fought for myself. I fought for health and for happiness and joy. But from day one, I knew that God was good. He was good the day before. He was good. And I know that he was there in the moment that my husband died. And he was with me at the time as well. And he was going to be there forever, forever. And I felt that. And so I knew that I could choose joy. That is something that I wanted. And it doesn't mean that you have to like the circumstances. I didn't like that I was a widow with a two and four-year-old and my best friend, my the father of my children, my my husband, my my love was gone. I didn't like that. In fact, I hated that. And I was angry about that. But when you have such a loving father, how can you be angry knowing that you're loved and taken care of? And I know that not all of, I know that you haven't always experienced that either. And I didn't either. Um, I not always, believe me. It's not a holier than thou moment. It was just a moment that God knew I needed to feel his overwhelming presence. And so I got this tattoo, my choose joy. Um, at first, I was going to get it in white. So that way only I could see. Because have you seen those white tattoos? They're really cool. Um, then the tattoo artist, who is a lot smarter than me, was like, do you want to see what it's going to look like on your skin tone? And I was like, sure. It, it did not look good. So I was like, you know what? Okay. I'll just, the whole point of it was it was just for me. I didn't need the world to see it. Um, and so I, but then I was like, okay, you know what? 
maybe I do need the world to see it. Maybe I do. The ring is an outward expression. That's an outward visual reminder to people, letting them know having the choose joy on my wrist. That's also an outward, like, you know, that if you're choosing joy, typically that is for Christians. That is for Christ followers. That's for Jesus freaks who know that no matter what your situation is, no matter what it is, like God is there and he's, he can use everything for good. And so she asked, she's like, I was just, I was just thinking about your tattoo and how you have always asked yourself, how am I choosing joy? So I just want to ask you that. How are you choosing joy? And I thought about it and it's a good question. It's an easy question, right? Like how, how am I intentionally choosing joy? Because to describe the time in my life right now, there's a lot of struggle. I have a teenage son and a daughter who just hit puberty. She's 12. Pray for me. Um, so there's some struggle and being a single mom, not having their dad to walk this walk. And I know many of you have those struggles too, where there's somebody missing. Not having my mom to go and talk to about, about it. And I asked my dad, I was like, was I like that? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. No, you aren't like that. But my mom was the one there. But I asked, so I, so she asked me this question and that's not the question that wrecked me. That's not the one that like hit me hard. And so I just talked to her about, well, things that I was doing to choose joy. One of the things that, um, that I've done uh, in the last couple of years, we've switched to homeschooling. I need to do an episode about homeschooling. In fact, I'll write that down now because that choice was not an easy choice for me. I'm not a natural at that. That's not one of my giftings. I have friends who have been doing homeschooling for years and I look at the relationships they have with their kids and I look at how well they're doing. And it's just, you can just tell they're ill in their element. They still have their struggles too. But I tell you this to know that this was a big step. It hit, um, I am an introvert. I am the only caretakers for my kids. And so having them get on the bus in the morning and having a set amount of time that I can do the things that I need to do. I can work. I love my work. I can clean the house. I don't love doing that, but it's a lot easier to clean it when there's not someone coming up behind you who's messing it up. Um, I, I loved having a little bit of downtime where I could watch what I want. I can do what I want. I can eat what I want. I can eat all the things that I tell them that they shouldn't eat. I can sit and eat it in peace and enjoy it. I had my quiet time. And when I brought them home and, you know, and I'm not talking about the online, like during COVID, we all, that was a struggle for all of us, but it was the, the God's prompting to keep them home after. Um, I sent them back for a little while and they were not thriving in that environment. And, um, I think I've mentioned before how God works on my heart, how he drops little nuggets. And then eventually I have a bucket and I trip over it. And I'm like, oh, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? And, and I can trace this bucket back to, I think I was probably pregnant with my son 
probably, and maybe before that, and my husband and I were make, having a conversation about homeschooling and being in the military and how some school, school districts are just not where we want them to be. We'll just put it that way. Um, there, some of them are not good. And it, there's also not a cohesion. And so knowing that traveling every three years, sometimes every two years, um, sometimes every year, that's going to be something that's like, well, if that's something I'm going to have to do, then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll just tuck that away. And then later on, little things. And so here it is. Finally, the kids come and like, mom, we want you to homeschool us. And they had their reasons. Partly was, it was not to get out of work. It was not to be lazy. It was, they, well, it was because what they were learning was not aligned with what we all wanted as a family. So I brought them home and it, it last year was my first full year of homeschooling. We did, we tried a different program beforehand. Again, I'll save that for another, let's, let me go back. Let me go back. We'll talk about that. In fact, I'll record it as soon as I'm done here. So that way I don't forget all of these things. Um, just so you know my process and not because I'm not trying, I'm not trying to win the award for doing it all. There is no award for that. I've already looked. There's not an award for the person who does, who is the most mom. So I was, but I was looking at what I was intentionally choosing joy. Last year, homeschooling was good. It was, it was struggle because the kids were, they, they would go to bed at the same time. I did not have my evening time. And that was something I was used to. Now they're older. For some reason, they don't want to go to bed at seven o'clock. I don't understand it. It was good for all of us when they went to bed at seven o'clock. Um, apparently at 14 and 12, you don't do that anymore. Especially when you have a softball game that starts at 830. I don't, I don't understand that either. So we don't get home. So at, when we get home, it's a rush for all of us to go to bed at the same time. So I don't have that wind down time. So, and it was very selfish. All of the things, the struggles, because the kids were doing well in it. It was new. We all struggled, but I was struggling the most. So I intentionally, like, how was I choosing joy? This year it is, and the summer in being intentional about spending time with the kids, not just schoolwork, but having a separate, like, this is schoolwork. This is my work time where you guys need to do schoolwork and let me work. And then this is our family time, which we're not going to do, talk about school. We're not going to do school. Well, we talk. The program we're using, it's all about conversations. And so we do talk about it. But overall, it's in fun situations. We play games. We go swim. We go um, outings. We, we just... We go get ice cream randomly. Like we have fun. So just talking to her about things that I did to, to choose joy. And what really was the struggle, what, what triggered my mind is like, why is it so hard for me to come up with the things, the actions that I did to choose joy? Right now in my life, things are going really well. I'm thriving. My kids are thriving. We are happy. Life is still happening. We still have our struggles, but overall, we are really experiencing the goodness of God. The goodness. And sometimes even the greatness, like we're, we're doing that. And so I was like, 
why, why was it, why was it, why did it throw me for her to ask that and me to have to think of what I was doing before easy? Like, here's my list of things that I intentionally do every day in order to choose joy. And this is the moment that wrecked me. This is the moment that got punched in a way that's so beautiful that I'm like, oh, I need to share this. And I actually didn't even say that in the time. In the time, I'm like, I wish that I had recorded what she asked so I can get her words right so I could hear them again. But she asked, she said, she's like, well, you know, you, you worked so hard. You worked so hard to choose joy. That sometimes we, we miss the moment that joy starts choosing us. That joy starts choosing us. I work so hard. And I know you do too. I know, and if I... If I know anything about you, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but you try. You want to be the best at what you're doing. You want to be the best mom you can be. You want to be the best wife. You want to be the best friend. You want to be the best woman of God that you can be. And so we focus on our doing. We focus on doing. And then we for, we miss the moment that the joy chooses us. I, in that moment, when she was talking about that, we, it was kind of, it was, it hit me. That is what is happening. God's blessings are so numerous. This morning, I got to sit outside. My kids sleep in. So that's one way that I am choosing joy is while they're asleep in the morning because they're teenagers and wanted to sleep until noon, but they get up about 830 I get to go and sit out and just spend time with him in my in the quiet. I get to do it in the morning. And whereas when they were younger, I didn't have the mornings. How does that moment, how did I miss that moment? How did I, how did I not see that all of a sudden this, my striving, to bring joy into my life. Now, joy chooses me. Joy chooses my kids, my family, my friends, people around me. I can see and I can rest in that. Like I don't have to worry about it disappearing. Struggles happen. I know that this is not, that hardships and circumstances and trials are continuous. I know that. I know that we, um, I mean, it's over and over and over in the Bible that that's what is going to happen. I don't have to tell you about the struggle part. I can remind you to choose joy, to work and to do. And, and we, and through the choosing joy, like the things that I walked through, I walked through buckets, buckets of tears, barrels of tears. Mine, my kids, I went through a season where my five-year-old little girl was waking up every night with a night terror um, nightmare that was so real that 
it was considered childhood PTSD. The walking through that and waking up abruptly and knowing and fearing, okay, it's tonight a night she's going to have them. And my daughter's so artsy, so creative. Her fantasy mind is so strong that she would believe that it happened, that that's what happened yesterday. And working with a five-year-old who doesn't have that paradigm, doesn't have, see the world, doesn't have that mindset yet of that was that that, that didn't really happen it was really challenging. I walking through it with my my nine-year-old. Actually, let's be real. It was like during like every two years, um, my son come February, he has behavioral problems and um, or he did. He, he still does. It's, it struggles and it coincides with between his birthday, which was the last thing that his dad did with him is we had a par- birthday party. And when his dad died, that those that in between um and it it's very grief related and when you don't know how to speak about it you act out struggling through that all on my own i had friends who supported me but still like you know what i mean there's still that my person who should have been there was not there so i was struggling with that alone and i still chose joy I still, I thought not every day could I find it, but I fought for it. And then now to be able to sit here and talk to you and tell you about, and really, and I haven't even, I haven't even really thought about all the ways that joy has chosen me, that God has brought the joy without me striving for it. And so why do I tell you this? I tell you this because it's worth it. To choose joy intentionally and fight for it through every hardship and every circumstances and every trial, every behavioral, every exhausted moment that you feel to choose joy in little ways, to look at those little moments and be like, I'm, there's glimpses of happiness. That's why I tell you, because one day you're going to get to the point where joy chooses you and to experience that and to like, like that is a like mind blown moment of no wonder why I had so much trouble because now it's just part of my life that I have trained my brain to see it as well as accept it. I don't push the happiness away. I don't feel that I'm unworthy of it. I don't feel that I don't deserve it. I, I trust that God says he is good and that he loves me. And then joy chooses me. How are you choosing joy? I don't know what your struggle is today. I don't know what your struggle was yesterday. I know what struggle is. I know what it is. But I also know what it is to have your grief and to have a thriving life, to have and experience life to the fullest. Because if you're breathing and you're here on this earth, you have a purpose. You can have a thriving life. And that's what I want for you. How are you choosing joy today? 
write it down, keep a log and then experience and then ask yourself, what part of joy did I not choose and just came? Start to recognize that God wants us to have joy. He is right there. He has it in our hand and his hand. And he's just like, let me put it out to you. But you have to take it. And for a little while, it is a struggle as you're wrestling with all of those deep feelings. Is that something that you're ready for? I know it seems hard and it seems like, okay, Tammy, it's been, you know, you've worked for it. You knew it. But that's why I'm here. That's why I do the work that I do, because I know what it is to struggle. And I know it is to struggle alone. I know that struggling with someone, having a guide, having someone to go with you is really the beautiful, the beautiful journey. So don't do it alone. If you're ready, get on a phone call with me. I have a a group, Fuel Your Future, Go From Surviving to Thriving in September that's coming. I have workshops. Come, come and just say yes to yourself just to see what it could be, what your thriving life could be. If you choose joy today and make that a habit and then realize that joy joy chooses you as well. That. Many blessings, friend. And I hope that this moved you as much as it moved me. I am still going to go and just journal on this because I didn't even see it. I missed it. And I don't want to miss things like this. So with that, I will see you next week. Bye for now.